0: One complaint that I'll see, hear, or read regarding Derek Shelton is how he makes out his lineup or how he manages his bullpen. I got to tell you, there's more to evaluating this guy than just that. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer... Daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. The World Series starts tonight. You'll get a lot of camera shots, a lot of them, for the managers of the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. You're going to think, I'm guessing here, every time you see one of those, can you picture Shelton being in that spot? I'm going to guess, based on the feedback that I get from people, that you can't, because One of the things that comes up with those complaints about Shelton is he was fine for the rebuild. He was patient, didn't blow his top, did everything that was asked, followed through on all the development priorities, put all the crappy waiver players out there day after day because that's what management wanted to see. And good soldier, but he won't be the manager, repeat after me, when the team gets good. Thousands of times, thousands of times, that's come this direction. And I'm not going to lie. There's times when I've thought that myself. I've seen decisions that I haven't liked in-game, broader. I've seen too much tolerance for a lousy hitting coach, considering that Shelton himself rose through the ranks as a hitting coach. But I also feel like, look, what I want to see in the manager of a winning team, more than anything else, is the ability to handle that winning the right way. And if that sounds way too abstract a concept here, I'll try to make it more specific. Go back to this past April. Go back to the Pirates being 20 and 8. Go back to everybody in Major League Baseball wondering what in hell was happening in Pittsburgh. The Pirates had the second best record in the Bigs behind the Rays. And none of it in the moment looked fluky. The Pirates ranked in the top three in the Bigs in hitting. They ranked in the top five in pitching their defense was up there everything that they were doing my goodness even the power was there they were right up there in home runs and all of this was of course well most of it without O'Neill Cruz who was hurt in the very first week and all through that one of the things that I'd kept in mind at least in the back of my mind was How is Shelton handling this? How does he manage this? Does he look like he's blown away by it? Does he look like he's giddy over it? Does he maybe start wagging a finger here or there at, I told you we could do this, told you we could do that. And I got to tell you, for a month's time, for the full month, there wasn't a trace of a negative handling of that situation. If you want to get to who he reminded me of in that setting, among managers that I'd covered, I would say Clint Hurdle, among managers that I haven't covered, meaning the team that I'm actually around on a consistent basis, I would have compared it to Bruce Bochy, someone whose demeanor just didn't really change all that much. Winning managers, that's what they look like. When Jim Leland was winning here, that's what he was like. Danny Murtaugh, you know, you could do this into infinity, I guess. Now, I'm not comparing Shelton to any of those people, except in that one specific trait. I liked the way he handled winning. I liked the fact that he never let go of the things that the Pirates weren't doing well at that time and even though that wasn't a very long list they were close to perfect i like the fact that there was still an emphasis on making sure that such and such young guy gets better or that he gets an opportunity or that he gets put into a role that maybe could help the team further down the road i like that a lot actually because that just to give you a small example was how colin holderman came to have the really important job that he had with the Pirates, through his injury and all the way to the end. That's good. You have to be thinking about the end of the season, even at the beginning. I also like the fact that he held on to his managerial priorities, meaning protecting his pitchers for the longer term. That is not something that I thought he did well in 2022. I thought there was overuse in a couple of cases, most notably with David Bednar. And I'm sure Shelton was tempted to overuse Bednar in all those save situations that the Pirates had early on in 2023. He didn't. He didn't. I'm sure there were times he was tempted to have Bednar come out. My goodness, not just for the eighth inning, but for the full-blown Elroy face save. Like, Come on in the sixth and just get it all done but he didn't. And I like that. Is he the guy? Is he the manager for the long term? Is he the guy who they'll win with in the playoffs? I can't know that. You can't know that. None of us can. I've got one whole month out of this man's tenure upon which to judge how he handles winning. And I liked it. And I liked how he handled things in the two or three weeks that the Brewers allowed them to stay in first place beyond that. Remember that in May? The Pirates just kept somehow staying in first place while Milwaukee lost every game that it played just as the Pirates were losing every game that they played. But he didn't lose it there. He didn't lose it there. I like that. I like that. When we come back, J1Q... Today's J1Q comes from Ethan, who says, hey, DK, I wanted your opinion on how instrumental Brian Reynolds really is to this team. It feels like at least in 2023, the team went the way he did. He was one of their best players early, and they went 20-8. and He's unable to hit, and they managed to fall below 500, and then he plays like his typical self, and they coast along at 500 to the end of the season. Is this because of him or just a coincidence? Uh, Neither, Ethan. But he is that important. Okay, he doesn't make them 20 and 8, but the first two weeks of the season he had that led into the extension being signed, which, by the way, was not a coincidence, that had a huge role in building up the offense and building up the general confidence of the group. When you have someone on your side who's producing At that level, you feel like anything's possible. There's no way that you wouldn't. You're thinking to yourself, we've got on our team a superstar, especially when it's at the beginning of the season. Now, Reynolds, I say this with immense respect, isn't a superstar. He's not someone at that very upper crust when you're talking about the Ronald Acuna's and so forth, okay? Okay. But he's a consistent player who's very good, and his numbers, as they spread out over the course of a full summer, always seem to bear that out. Now, would he rather avoid those long slumps? Sure. Sure. No one gets angrier with Brian Reynolds than Brian Reynolds himself. Would he like to maintain that superstar thing that he had to get into the contract? Sure, I'm sure he'd like that too. But the truth is somewhere in the middle. My own belief when it comes to this sort of thing is that as much as pitching matters and as much as we're even seeing now in the World Series, a couple of teams that got there largely through their pitching – the Pirates, when they score runs, they win. When they score four runs, they're a spectacular baseball team, statistically. When they score less than four runs, they're the worst team in baseball. Now, that's true of almost everybody, but it's still there. So if you see Reynolds and Ke'Bryan Hayes and O'Neill Cruz, maybe on some consistent basis heading into the future, Jack Swinski and others, the younger guys, Henry Davis, Andy Rodriguez. When you see the Pirates get to the point where they're hitting the ball consistently, that's when you're going to see them turn the corner. That to me is the part that's not going to be anybody's coincidence. Reynolds- Absolutely has to be a part of that. He has to be, if not front and center, then real close to front and center. Because he is that guy on the roster. He is that guy in the clubhouse. He's the one that they're looking to, to come up with the big hits, to be the big spark when things aren't going well. But yeah, hit the ball, you know, that's the machismo in the game. And if you think, by the way, that I was, you know, exaggerating or whatever when it came to that four runs thing, this is from this season, from the 2023 season, you're not going to believe this. When the Pirates scored four or more runs, they were 61 and 23. When they scored less than four runs, meaning three or less, they were 15 and 63, Get that fourth run, you know? I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates, and we're going to do another one of these on Monday.